It is in terms of people visiting. Chatted a couple of moments ago with our friend, Governor Glenn Youngkin. If you missed that, I would urge you to go to WRBA.com. WRBA.com. You can listen to the full uh, conversation. We addressed a lot of issues there. Uh, clearly, these NAEP scores are at the top of the list when it comes to concerns you and I have as Virginians. Today, you have kids in schools. You'd like them to learn something, right? These NAEP scores say, hey, Virginia Democrats have done one hell of a job not educating our children. Well, Governor Youngkin has great ideas and great plans, but you understand he can't do it alone. You've got to have people in the House of Delegates. You've got to have people in the state Senate, especially the state Senate, where the Democrats are still in control. State Senator Siobhan Donovan is one of the best. I absolutely, I love Dr. Donovan. I love what she has done during her time in the state Senate. She's got a slightly new district now, and so I won't be able to say she's my state senator anymore, but man, uh, she's fighting for everybody, and uh, I wanted to get her in on these NAEP scores especially. Senator, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I love talking with you. Well, we uh, we love having you here. Make no mistake about it. The NAEP scores that came out are, to put it mildly, troubling. Staggering and heartbreaking. And it is um, the evidence I spoke of, you know, when I was uh, working to make sure that we reopen Virginia schools. Um, but Virginia had the biggest fall in the entire nation. And that's with consideration for how much learning loss everybody else had. Um, But we have our fourth graders are um, not reading on grade level. And we had a 13-point fall. I know that the governor went over this with you. And I'm so grateful that Governor Youngkin has stepped in and has taken such a strong hand in defining this issue so that we can all see what we need to do. And then coming up with ideas like uh, really investing in, um, you know, high-quality tutoring. We need to not just let kids be back in school, but to really invest in making sure they can catch up. And there's a lot of evidence that this kind of, um, you know, uh, high-intensity tutoring makes a big difference. A lot of assets that the governor is going to make available, a lot of assets that we have, $2 billion in ESSER money from the federal government for learning loss, that Virginia schools have not yet spent. So I can tell you as an OBGYN that, and as a physician, that education is the cornerstone to good health. It is the gateway to the American dream. And it is the way that we actually uh, realize opportunity and kind of bind all of the other social determinants of health. And when you deprive a child of an education, you are changing their lives forever and the future of the state. And so this is, this is an imperative. It is very serious, and it is fixable with really, I think, intense investments of time and energy and expertise. But our kids can do this, and we can do this, but it's time to make up for um, nothing being done for the better part of two years. That's the problem, isn't it? I mean, we had two years. uh, We had the governor at that point telling us everybody should basically hide under their beds and education will be conducted in this 
bizarre sort of a way. The one good thing to come out of it, though, uh, I would say, is that we parents sort of peeked in and overheard and said, oh, my God, this is not a class. This is not a classroom. There's no education going on there. That, I guess, is the one good thing that came out of the, the, the this COVID theater. I agree. I think that, you know, parental engagement, and that was an excruciating one, you know, it was very hard on parents. And I do want to be clear, these levels have been dropping since before COVID. Mm -hmm. 2017, when we cut standards on expectations for kids, we all know you live up to the expectations that are set. And when we cut standards, and then again, later, cut basically what they call the cut rate or the pass rate, for um, math and English, we we escalated, and you know we this this downward turn started before COVID, yep. but COVID became more catastrophic, a downturn for our students, and then many of the other states maybe because those um, you know those standards had already been dropped, and maybe because we really were not open for a full school year and a half. And uh, there was no reason we couldn't have opened schools in the fall of 2020. And it was, um, you know, it was really a, a situation was created for the school board so they couldn't open because of guidelines that specifically came down from the governor's Department of Health yeah. under his direction. And um, this is this is really I, I I I am so frustrated with it because I feel. You know, doctors are usually advocates for making sure things like this don't happen. Preventative medicine is the best. Uh, but in this case, now we are going to step up with a governor that is going to lead and invest in our kids and make sure Virginia gets back out of below average and right up to uh, the top of performance and ability and, um, you know, and, and educational metrics so that we can compete. State Senator Siobhan Donovan is joining us, and uh, the good senator has been one of the leaders on the issue of education. Uh, you, you've been right there at the forefront of this uh, since you uh, were elected to the state Senate. Uh, you, you've done great work there. Where are we headed? Uh, again, we've got these great ideas, these great initiatives coming from the governor. Uh, are we going to be able to enact anything? Or do, you, or do you envision that Virginia Democrats who still control the state Senate could, could, could try and block some of this? I, I, I would say that if the, the Democrats in the state Senate, who I work with often, were to block any of this legislation, it would be... Uh, you know, a staggering, um, you know, step back to politics over what's right for Virginia. And I think many of them want to do what's right for Virginia. I think we get caught up so many times in arguing about what the problem is. Mm -hmm. And uh, but when the problem is clearly defined as it is now, I um, I can't imagine that the parents and the grandparents that serve in that in that state senate would not step forward and make sure that we we accommodated a acceleration of the learning catch up our kids have and you know the governor is when i look at his at his release there are grants that will go out to um, families at 300 percent or below the poverty rate to make sure that they the parents can make investments and finding that high quality tutoring and, you know, being able to have a say and getting that done as well. This is not all in the schools. This is going to be a combined effort. They're going to, you know, there was an assessment of our kids that was done with individualized learning. One of the things I've been advocating for, let's measure each kid. Education should be about kids 
and not about and every single kid and not about the infrastructure that makes up education and, uh, you know, spending. What does it matter what we spend if we're not getting the outcomes that we want? So that's the other thing you see in these in in these um, recommendations that are being made. There will be evidence based guidelines for literacy in in our schools so that teachers are using the right tools to make sure kids are learning reading, which, again, if you're not at reading level by third grade, you're unlikely to graduate from high school and really participate in society. So we've got evidence-based. We've got parental involvement. We've got accounting of how your child is doing to parents. We've got investments that were being made by the state and investments the schools can make from that $2 billion we already have. And so this can be done, but I think I think we all crave that, you know, growing up, the teachers and my parents um, collaborated together. Yep. And, you know, that that was a very, um, very successful educational environment to grow up in. I think that what we've been talking about with that having been lost over the last few years, this is the perfect situation for us to all get together and do the right thing for the kids the perfect reason with the right infrastructure the right investments this is a big win and it's a it's a it's kind of a a big win for everybody feeling um you know good about what they're doing our teachers are burned out and tired our parents are frustrated and feel unheard here's a chance to fix all those problems while we fix a problem our kids have we can do this I, I think you're absolutely correct, State Senator uh, Siobhan Donovan. I, I know we're over time, but I just have to share this with you. I, you know, I'm a city kid. I grew up in the city, and uh, we didn't have shiny new schools, and we didn't have this, and it wasn't fancy and what have you. Uh, but my mom and dad made sure that I was studying, and my parents uh, knew the teachers, and the teachers knew my parents. And as you say, it was a collaborative effort. I I worry, I cry about the kids who are in RPS, the Richmond Public School schools where the school superintendent is devoted to every goofy left-wing cause and the children there are being failed in an epic fashion i mean there's i don't know i just i just hope and pray there's more we can do for those children i agree and it's staggering and i don't understand how you know there are things that we used to agree on like our kids need to be able to read and write and do math and you could you could then talk about a lot of other things that we might have different opinions on, but that was a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's like silent, except, you know, now that we're having a new conversation. And I don't understand how we have lost our bearings so much that the basic principles are okay to let go in the name of some other, you know, other campaign you you can build on what you do well but you can't stop doing the basics well and think you can do something completely else and still succeed in this competitive society cannot be done it cannot. I, I appreciate you being here. That is State Senator Siobhan Donovan. She's uh, a great member of the State Senate, a wonderful, wonderful advocate uh, for children and uh, this entire uh, bizarre system we have. She's, she's there fighting for people. I love her. It is 545. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA.